game of basketball has taken us places we can never imagine. For winning four EuroLeague titles, playing six years in five countries, and making connections with people from all around the world. We have stories that can last a lifetime. All right, now it's time to tell yours. When I met Michael Jordan for the first time, and still to this day, if I see him, he's he's glowing. I, it just came down to, like I said, looking myself in the mirror, like, brother, you really do you want to play ball or not? I've never been in an environment like Euroleague, because you know, living over here in Europe, bro, how we kings over this term, bro. All right. <laughs> Denver Thuggets. <laughs> Appreciate y'all having us on here. This is Hoop Tales. Welcome everybody back to another edition of the Hoop Tales podcast. Today I'm very excited. Our guest today has one of the best stories in European basketball. He's an all Euroleague guard, a former Euroleague champion, once the Salem's finest, Ricky Hickman. Rick, what's good, man? How's everything? My guy, what's good? Good to have you, Mr. Hickman. I also got one of the best floaters, too. You, for, you forgot that. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> boys up, too, man. No, much, man. It's, I mean, just checking in on you, seeing how everything's going. Man, it's weird, dog. You know, everybody is trying to adjust, man. And it's been, you know, weird. Everybody just wanted, I want to go hoop so bad, just at least shoot a few shots and, you know, play some games, but like now, don't know what's gonna happen these next couple months, dog. Yeah, man, a lot of, lot of, lot of uncertainty, man. And especially for like, you was like in a right in the middle of a situation when, when uh, in Italy. So how was that for like you and your family, like throughout throughout those whole like you know times? It was crazy because you know I went over there late. I went over there in like January, um, and we had just kind of started to get kind of you know acclimated and stuff and basketball was starting to pick up a little bit and then like when this happened it was just like I, I mean it was just like a shock so like we we ended up I think once they said it was like they were going to shut down the whole border and everything we ended up driving to Slovenia and we just chilled there for a couple of days and then we we were just like it's probably best just to come back to the states and wait on know whatever decision they was gonna make and then I think just what a couple of days ago they decided to finally cancel the league so it is what it is now everybody just kind of just waiting to see what the next steps gonna be with the season if because I, I think I heard somebody say maybe July August they might try to do something and so I, I don't know it's just really really just uncertainty everywhere right now yeah it's it's super weird like I mean even for myself like I feel like I literally just feel like I'm just like a stay-at-home dad right now. Like, it's just like, <laughs> I don't got, like, I don't have no routine, like, no nothing. It's like, I'm just, we just basically wake up, and it's just like, I'm so used to, like, you know, go out in the morning, going to practice. Like, even, like, we're here during the summer. It's like, you know, I'm getting my workouts, and I'm doing something. Yeah. But it's like, literally, like, we just at home. So, like, how's that, like, how's that adjustment been for you? And, like, how you been, like, trying, like, to stay in shape and do stuff like that? Well, actually, like, you know, me – wifey and like the kids we try to make it fun we try to do something every day like we'll come outside and you know kind of create like a circuit because we'll do like a little circuit train we got some hills over here so we'll hit some hills do some jump roping um biking just trying to stay active man because like you said the routine is just i mean it's just so weird now 
Mm-hmm. I was in the transition anyway. I was going to probably play maybe one more year. And, like, this happened, so it's kind of like you just really don't know what to do. I mean, so I'm just staying in shape just because, I mean, you never know. Yeah. Now, one of the main reasons we wanted to get you on here, um, obviously, you know, I mean, you my boy, we were all friends and all that, but um, you have one of the kind of like the dopest stories um, in European basketball. Um, a lot of people don't really know your story, so we wanted to kind of give, you know, viewers and give, you know, younger younger players the opportunity to kind of know, um, you know, where you came from and how you kind of started. You know, you pretty much started, you know, you started from, you know, Romania, and then, you know, a couple of years later, you was a, a EuroLeague champ, so we don't go all the way back, though. We don't go all the way back to the, to the beginning um, and talk about, you know, you growing up in the trade four and, and once to Salem. <laughs> so, I mean, you, North Carolina is, is, is famous for basketball. Um, you know, there's some of the, you know, most legendary people have come out, um, even in Winston Salem, you know, with ACC and all that. So, you know, where, how was that growing up in, in, in North Carolina? How was that growing up in Winston Salem? Where'd you kind of find your love for basketball? Well, I mean, I actually really started playing football before I started playing basketball. So I played football since, like, Pop Warner. So probably from, like, seven till probably about 12. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you know, I started to play, you know, in some other leagues. But, like, football was, like, my, you know, number one thing growing up. Um, everybody in the neighborhood always played football. I mean, I played basketball, too, but it just wasn't, like, Number one. What position were you in the football? I was playing wide out and DB. Hands, huh? Huh? You got some hands, huh? I tried, dog. I tried. (laughs) But, like, once I got to, like, high school, like, I played my freshman year and, like, that was it. So, I mean, between that time I was playing basketball kind of, um, you know, periodically. I would say probably when I turned – probably around like 10 or 11 is when I like really started to like put in a lot of time and take it really seriously. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so far as professionally, um, I actually started out in Hungary. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hungary, my bad, my bad. No, it's, people don't really know that. So I started out in Hungary. I went over there for like, a, I want to say like a two week tryout. And then like, I was solid, but I wasn't I wasn't in good shape, you know, because I expected to get a job at a certain time. Then I think I got that job like towards the end of November or whatever. So I wasn't in the best of shape. So I got sent home like after those two weeks. Then I came home. I started working at uh, FedEx unloading boxes. So I was actually working at FedEx in a warehouse. Really? And- like, yeah, I was working at FedEx for probably a couple weeks. I never knew that. Yeah. <laughs> I was working at FedEx, and then after I, I was doing third shifts, like, I would go into work at, like, 9.30, and I would get done at, like, 4.30, 4.30, in the morning. Then, like, I would go work out at, like, 7 in the morning to, like, 9. So I did that for, like, a week, and then, like, the next week I was starting, then I got a call from Romania. So I left, like, right after a week. So I worked there for a week. I went to Romania, and then, like, it was, like, third world, dog. Like, I remember I was staying in an apartment with, like, two other Americans, um, one named Boomer, and the other guy was named um, Shereem. I think he was from New York. So Boomer? We shared <laughs> yeah, we shared 
Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, man, like if you when you look out the window, you would see like horses and like carriages, like people were just riding horses across the street. It was crazy. And then like we had to take showers. Like they, we didn't have showers in our apartments, so whenever we had to take a shower, we, we walked like ten minutes to the gym, took our shower, and came back. That's what we you didn't have showers in your apartment? Yeah, no showers in the apartment. <laughs> yeah. So you really, you, like, you really, wow, I ain't know, you, really, you really came from above. Like, you, <laughs> like, we were literally like, on the bottom. And we take it, like, we took a shower, like on weekends or something. Like, we wanted to go out, you know, go into like Capitol, whatever. We go into the gym, take our shower, dress back at the apartment, then we would just get. <laughs> so, yeah, man, basically, it was rough there. And, um, so we played, and then I remember at the end of the season, um, I think we were like, I want to say like, you know how there's some leagues that have like the playoffs and they have the playouts. Yeah. So like we got to the playouts, I think it was like night. We got to the playouts, and then they were like, um, we're not going to pay you guys for like the, you know, the playouts part. So like. We was getting ready to have practice the next day, and I just booked the flight and left. Like, I'm about to say, I, re I remember that. I'm gonna pay you. I, I, I remember, I remember that because I, I was Rick. Rick's, a, for everybody know, Rick's a year ahead of me, so I was still at school at UNCG. So I remember like that morning you called me and was like, "Yo, I may need you to come pick me up from the airport." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, Yo, what you talking about? I was like, you supposed to be overseas." He was like, "Yo, I might need you to pick me up from the airport." I was remember getting that call. I think it was, I want to say it was Raleigh. He was like, yo, I need you to pick me up at this time. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't Raleigh. <laughs> yeah, and I remember I hopped up there. I think it was like me and KO. We went there and picked you up. I was, you was like, yeah, man. They said they were going to pay us. So I just left. I dipped. I dipped and then like, yeah. trying to think what happened. So after that, trying to think what's that? Do you, do you remember, just to, just to kind of give people like a, a frame of reference, for a lot of like a younger like people, like do you remember how much you signed for? Which one in Romania? Yeah, three thousand dollars a month. Three thousand a month. We got to okay. go home in the summer. I mean, in Christmas break, and I blew everything. Like everything, I <laughs> was gone. everything was gone. Like I bought Christmas presents. I bought uh, my family some stuff, and then like literally, I went back to Romania with probably like. Five hundred dollars in my bank account. That's crazy. <laughs> so, um, we, like so, so after that, we had like January, February, March, April, and then I think that's when it, that happened. I lived, so I, I had probably like probably like fifteen thousand dollars when I came back, and then the summer, same thing happened again. Like everything was basically gone. So, I bet, I'm like that, that summer, you probably felt like when you got that money in your bank account, you probably thought that was like a million dollars. It probably felt like I was just <laughs> buying clothes. Like I was just. I literally flew through fifteen thousand, probably in like four weeks. Four weeks. I went on some vacations. Took me and my wife. Now we went somewhere like. So then I started working. I was like, man, I gotta get get it in. So I started hitting the gym. And then I think I went to uh, was it Finland? Yeah, it was. No, nah, you went to it was yeah, Germany, it was right? Germany. It was in Germany, but it's another story. So like. When I was getting ready to go to Germany, I actually went to one of my friends, his name is Chris Oliver, uh, yeah. playing for Guttington at the time. So I didn't have a job. So I went to Guttington to work out with him and the team. So 
they was working out. I would be practicing with them sometimes. Sometimes I didn't practice. Sometimes I would just go do some extra work, just really just training. And then um, I played, they had like a, a another team, I guess you could say like a, a league in the league below. I don't know if it's Pro A, Pro B, whatever. I can't remember. But there's Pro A. And then so I played, I had a good, really good game. And then like that next week, I signed in Geeson. And um, they were like, I think the last place team. So I was looking at it like, you know, it was an opportunity. So I went ahead and uh, I signed. I went, you know, I probably played about 17 minutes a game. But it was cool, though. I mean, I got to play in the first league. And, um, you know, we, we had we, – we lost a, a lot of games. But, I mean, I was just really happy just to actually just be in the, you know, first division. So, um, after that season, you know, that's when I, like, really started to, you know, turn it up as far as, like, workouts. I was going two times a day, cardio, weights. Like, I was really, like, going seven days a week. I really didn't take no time off. Uh, I was just really, really, like, probably the hardest I ever worked. And then I signed in Finland, but I went to Finland probably – that was, like, at the beginning of the season, I think. So I went to Finland pretty much at the beginning of the season, and then I was just, like, balling. Like, I think I averaged, like, 25, like, seven rebounds, like, five assists, like, something really good. So, But, I, I mean, I put the work in. So, like, I actually, like, expected to go there and play well. Mm-hmm. So season's over. And then I come home, I start working out immediately, you know, ready for the, you know, the next opportunity. Then I get a call from uh, Marco Crespi, who, uh, you know, at the time was coaching uh, Casale Monferrato. And, uh, you know, he was telling me, you know, he saw me in Finland, you know, he's watched a lot of my tape and he want me to come in as an insurance player. So, I mean, I wasn't quite sure what he meant by that. So he explained to me what exactly, you know, insurance play is. So, you know, I, I hopped on the flight pretty much like a couple of days later and I'm there and, you know, I come in, like literally they were in practice. I change and like, he subs me in practice immediately. And then, um, you know, just for like competitive drills, like the three on threes, two on twos, one on one stuff. You know, I'm fresh out the plane, so I was dead tired. And then um, after after the practice, he took me one-on-one, like, and this is like the first day. He took me one-on-one and, like, put me through a workout for, like, 45 minutes to an hour. And, like, just all stuff, like, I had no idea about. Like, it was – I was really excited because I wanted to work hard, but then at the same time, I was – I just liked the level. I liked being in Italy. I saw, you know, some film on the team and, like, and I saw that it was really, you know, good, good opportunity. So um, to make a long story short, you know, I'm there from basically the playoffs. So we go through the playoffs. I'm expecting to maybe, you know, get a chance to play in the playoffs, but I didn't play the whole playoffs. He didn't because I was, I was there just in case someone got hurt, basically. But he was still working me like I was there. Like after every practice, we would do um, one-on-one workouts. And pick and roll stuff, shooting. Um, you know, he would take the pad. You know, you know, we finishing and stuff like that. So he was always like putting in extra work with me. So um, season is over. Um, they have an option to um, you know extend me for the next season. And I didn't. I mean, I really honestly was like, didn't know. 
I was mm-hmm. really wouldn't been surprised if they didn't. But he so he called me like, you know, look, we want to bring you in. It's going to be a um a big challenge, but you know we want you to come and be there. So I come in the next year. You know, preseason is tough. You know, it's just a whole new ball game because you know he brought me in there to start and be like you know his starting guard. So I remember like first game played awful. Um, we lost. Then the second game uh, played okay, but not really well. We still lost. So in the third game, uh, I think we played Yezzy. You remember them, Cal? Yeah. We played Yezzy, and then um, you know we lost that game on the road. Like we got smacked. I want to say about like twenty-five, thirty, something like that. Then so he comes in the locker room. He's like, "Look, I don't think this is gonna work, with Ricky." Um, <laughs> in front of the whole team, I'm like, "Yo, I'm right here." Like he just in, talking in front of the whole team. He said this. The whole team's like, "Don't work. This might not be the right fit." And then uh, Thomas Fantoni and Mala Ventura, you know, like two of the best teammates I've ever played with. They still say, no, 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 he's going to grow with us. You know, he's the right guy for us. We really believe in Ricky. And, um, you know, we want him to be here. So, I mean, they stepped up and said that. I was man, I was like, okay. So, he he rolled with it. You know, things started to get better and better. I think the next game I had, like, 27 and, like, five assists and we won the game. And then from then on, it was just like, boom, like, stormed through the rest of the season. And, um we won Legadue, moved up to A1. I got named MVP of the playoffs, MVP of the season. So it was just a great, you know, turnaround. And then after that, I mean, Crespi became my man. I mean, we like best friends to this day. Like, we still speak. And um, he's always, like, been a positive person for me. Any, in would, any you, would you say that, like, that, that season was the, the, the turning point of, of your career overseas? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, it was just like a, a whole different type of challenge. Like, I never been in a situation where like a coach literally comes in there and it's like telling, like, "Yo, I'm about to cut this guy." Yeah. So, like, I could have easily just said, you know, help him and like just being ready to go back home. But you know, I really wanted to make it work. I thought about the opportunity. I was like, man, like, you can't, you, you can't lose this opportunity. So. Uh, I went went hard in practice, you know, having great practices, you know, always doing extra work with him. He always put me through extra work after practice, just me and him. And, uh, you know, it paid off. It paid off. Now, to to kind of circle back to, like, when you, you know, you said you you worked at FedEx, you know, you were going through all these kind of, like, teams where, you know, you had had roommates and you had all this other stuff. Is there any time that you thought, like, when you're playing in these lower leagues that you just want to quit and it's like, you know, I'd rather just – get a regular nine to five like did you like what kept you like confident throughout all like through that it was, it was probably like after Romania I was like yo let me get this like two more years and then like if it keeps mm-hmm. up at the level coming back home so like <laughs> I mean it worked out though like literally I mean I knew I was gonna have to take a sacrifice with the money aspect in the beginning like I knew I, I knew that's how I was gonna go um I just wanted the opportunity. Like, that was my main thing. Just, you know, even if I had to take less, just give me an opportunity where I can, you know, play well and then 
from then on, I can kind of dictate the money I'm going to make. So, mm-hmm. and that's what happened. As far as high school, you know, like Kyle said, a ton of pros have come out of North Carolina. Just talk about what it was like coming up in high school, some of the guys you played against, and what those battles were like. Yeah, man, we've had a, a really, really good um, high school area of basketball. Um, I was on one side of town um, with East Forsyth. Then Rayshon Terry, he was on another side of town who played at Carolina, played at Banbury, played all over. And then you had Chris Paul, who was on another side of town. Um, but we all in the, in the same area, so we always play against each other like two times a year. And um, it was a few other players that um, they didn't play professionally, but they played, you know, D2, D1, uh, small schools. So, I mean, it was it was really competitive. Um, but I always enjoyed, obviously, playing against, you know, Ray Terry and CP whenever we played high school. Because um, CP, CP, I mean, CP actually, he didn't play varsity his first two years. Like, he didn't play Ooh. varsity. Yeah, he didn't play varsity until 11th grade, 12th grade year. So my first year, I played ninth grade. Mm-hmm. So you got ninth, like at Reynolds, which is like a powerhouse thing. So like ninth grade, and then you got JV, then you got varsity. So after my ninth grade year, I was getting into too much trouble. So we ended up moving actually over to where my aunt was staying and she sold us the house so we stayed and that's when I went to East Forsyth and then mm-hmm. I started playing varsity my 10th grade year and 11th and 12th grade year so my 10th grade year was you know I was playing solid I was you know actually playing you know probably better than everybody expected and then like obviously I knew of Chris because we played AAU together and um and I'm seeing him dominate like <laughs> like he's dominating <laughs> like it's crazy like averaging like like 35 and like eight assists, something crazy. And like his brother, who was like, you know, like his brother was like the man. Really? And, uh, like he was the man. He was the point guard. Like everybody thought CJ was going to be like that that dude. So um, going into my junior year, like I had a guy who was in um, Turner Battle. He played in, I think he was playing up north now. Well, he's coaching up north now at Siena and stuff. Is it Sienna? I think it's Sienna. But so when he left, I became like the starting guard, whatever. And then everybody was talking about Chris was moving up to, to you know, varsity his 11th grade year. And then you had Rayshon on the other, um, on the other side of, this, of Winston-Salem, who everybody was talking about, because he just transferred to Reynolds, who had mm-hmm. a powerhouse there, like him with Hoka. They had a lot of like powerhouse guys. And then I remember we got, just, we got smacked that year. Like, every time we played Chris, they destroyed us. Every time we played Reynolds, they destroyed us. Like, we just got <laughs> destroyed every, every time. And then, like, Chris just stepped on the scene and, like, he was averaging, like, 27 or something like that. And I, I remember at the end of the year, I think I made all um, – I don't know if they how they do it in um, Y'all City, but, like, they have, like, a newspaper, like, where they give, like, everybody – yeah, like all conference, all district, all district. All district. So, like, I made it, and then it just kind of drove me crazy because I saw a record was, like, eight and, like, 20. Like, something stupid. And then you see Chris, they lost, like, one game. 
Ray, like, they lost like two games. I'm just like, God, leave, man. And obviously, we didn't make the playoffs. And then um, I just remember going to like some of the battles between Reynolds and West when Chris was there. I'm like, he was just destroying, dog. Like, it was just, it was crazy to watch because I never thought that he was going to be like, like that, especially. Yeah. So he he destroyed and that year. I think we played we played AAU. I think we won the national championship with Capital Magic. It was me, him, Rayshon Terry, um, Roy Peak played on some state. Um, I'm trying to think of people y'all might know. A couple another guy named Brandon who played football at UNC. We had Coach Andre Gould. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a couple other people. I had to. I can't remember off the top of my head. Who, who did y'all? Uh... Who were some of the, like notable names y'all played against um, during that during the AU championship time? We played against um, Andrew Lavender. Mm-hmm. Remember, him? yeah, the guard. Yeah. Travis, I think, played on the same team. And then they had uh, we played against Mike Nardi. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the team that he was on, but they had a, he was really good back then. Um, who else did we play against? I mean, that year we. we that, I remember when we played Andrew Lavin. That was probably like our toughest game. Mm-hmm. That was our toughest game for sure. Uh, we played against Roderick and Logic Stewart. Mm-hmm. Twins. They were they were nice back in the day. Um, man, it's, it's so many people, man. Like I still got actually tapes of like our games from back in the day. <laughs> I gotta see that, bro. VHS. Definitely gotta see that. And um. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I know Chris got like every single game on tape, yeah. a thousand percent. Um, but yeah, that was a little bit through high school, and then I remember my senior year. We had a great senior year. We actually lost in the quarterfinals because if we would have won that game, we would have played Chris and them like in the final four. No, sorry, mm-hmm. we played them in the final four, but we lost that game by like over in overtime. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, I, that year, I think I averaged, like, 29, like, seven and seven. Like I, had a, I had a really good year. We only lost, like, I want to say, like, seven games that year. And then I was originally going to try to go to prep school. Um, that was the plan. But then, uh, you know, UNCG came. It started – Coach Mack, you know, started recruiting me pretty hard. And he came to a lot of games that we had conversations a lot. NC State was a team that was, you know, on me, but they were like really hard, like mm-hmm. really hard. But they was the one of the teams that wanted me to go to prep school. Um, UNC Wilmington was uh, showing a lot of interest, but it wasn't like you know North Carolina big house teams that you expect. Yeah, yeah. points, you know, the UNCGs, UNC Wilmingtons, um, a couple other smaller schools. But you know, I chose to go to UNCG. Um, Coach McCaffrey, like I said, he was, you know, was always there. He recruited my my parents really. You know, he did a really yeah, good same. job. You know, same with me. Them about the advantages of you know taking the scholarship down versus waiting. Like yeah. he really got them on board, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, shout out to Coach Matt. He did the same with me. Like he was, he was calling my mom almost like every other day, and like he <laughs> like basically, he basically recruited my mom. That's basically what it was. Yeah, he's smart. 
Tell, tell us about, uh, I guess, you know, going into your, your first year at UNCG and that whole experience of now about to play, you know, Division One basketball and now, you know, being away from home, being on a college campus and all that. Well, for me, it wasn't really like being away because, you know, I was like 25 minutes down the road. But you were finally on your own, though. Yeah, you know? I mean, it, yeah, you got the dorm life and everything, so you are on your own, I guess you could say that. But, um, you know, when I came on campus, like, it was pretty – I mean, everybody was pretty cool on the team. You know, I was work, working hard on the basketball aspect. And college is a different life, man. Like, you know, you know, you got schoolwork that you got to really, really dial into. And then, like, um, you know, then you got – the after party. I mean, you got like, you know, like outside of basketball, you know, going out, you know, partying and stuff. So it was just like a whole big, like, kind of a shock to me. Like my first, I would say like month and a half. Mm -hmm. So like, I think the first month and a half, I struggled. I was struggling with school. Um, I just, I, I didn't come with my head on right, but you know, Coach Mack really got on me real quickly and let me know like, this ain't what you're here for. So. <laughs> And I tried to dial back in. Uh, I remember a couple of times when we was playing pickup and stuff, Courtney Eldridge, um, he was like a dog on defense. He would come and like kind of work out with us some. And he was just like, pick me up 94 feet, dog. Like like from the minute I, I came on the court, he was literally right there in front of me, just like, mm -hmm. right to my chest, just like. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, man, like, that was just, like, definitely a wake-up call about, you know, how serious college is and, like, you know, you got to be on your shit to be be able to um, be one of the best, man. And that was my goal was to go to UNCG, you know, be as good as possible and try to go pro, whether it be overseas, league. Like, that's just – that's what I – envision as soon as I got there. I, I really never doubted it one minute. Like, I really thought, like, man, if I go here and do what I'm supposed to do, there's no way I don't make money playing basketball. That's, that was my main goal when I got on there. And I know after, you know, freshman year was pretty actually pretty good. You know, I, was, I played some minutes. You know, I played well. Um, and then Coach Matt was, like, telling me, you know, sophomore year, we're going to take a lot more responsibility. You know, we're bringing in Kyle. Uh, we're bringing a lot of other recruits and you know i think we could have a really good team yeah um sophomore year man was just it was probably right there bro yeah like it was <laughs> some of the funnest times i've had on and off the basketball court uh we literally was like an inch away from going to the uh to the tournament and one of the hardest games we had like i had to like Swallow, man. Like that was a tough one. That was a tough no, that was one. Chattanooga, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. But like the the crazy thing was is that like we were we were young, and I think like, it was a tough game. It was a difficult game. But like we were freshmen and sophomores, and in the back of my mind, I was like, we gonna be back here again. Yeah. Like Not. I mean, not even necessarily like we. I mean, obviously we didn't get back there. But like during that time, I was like, I was hurt, but I was like, you know what, like. We gonna get back for sure. Everybody, I, yeah. But I mean, it was tough, man, because you know we really like. I felt like that team we had was a team that could go in the tournament and actually, you oh. know, give somebody a run for their money. Like, yeah. I feel like we was better off than Chattanooga was gonna be in there. 
Yeah, we could have surprised people. Like, we got robbed, man. Like they called like some. I think they called they called a charge on me, and it was just like, you. How do you call that? Like like a game deciding play. Like, but you know, it. They had the home court, which I still don't know to this day how they got that. But yeah. it is what it is, man. It's basketball. Yeah. So what was your what was your your most memorable moment or most memorable game while you were playing at UNCG? When we played Duke at the Coliseum, even though we lost, but I mean it's just like one of those games where you just don't. I mean it's it just really was special, man, because you know you home, especially me. I you know I got people yeah. Winston Salem. Everybody got to watch me play, and then uh, we got to play against. They were number one at the time, right? Yeah, they're number one team. Yeah, so, like, it was, you know, you see these guys on TV all the time, and it was just one of those moments where you were just really, like, wow, man, it was a really great experience playing against these dudes, man. Who, who was your yeah. matchup that game? Uh, I think it was Daniel Ewan and JJ. I mean, I was guarding both of them. So, I mean, but they, I mean, we went zone. I remember JJ hit, like, Three after three after three. And he ain't do nothing the first half. Like he didn't really do too much first half, but like second half, I think he hit probably like six three. I think he finished with like thirty, something crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna for me it was uh the first the first game we played, um it's probably memorable in a bad way, but my very first role game was the game we played at Cameron our freshman year. We got we got smacked by like yeah, we was down like, 50, like 40, 40 and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. like yeah. we lost like fifty four points. But like it was just like walking into Cameron for the first time. It was like you see it on TV, and it was like you see Coach K come out. It was almost like Coach K came out like a television host. He came out, people was clapping. Like <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you, I was like the first like. Middle of the game, I was starstruck. I was like, yo, this is this shit's crazy, bro. Oh, man, it's just jumping, going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, this shit looks different on TV. Yeah, it was crazy. And I remember, like, we, we didn't get the ball up the half court, like, the first, yeah. like, 10 possessions of the game, bro. <laughs> I knew he was in trouble when Ray Brit, like, Ray, my man, like, when yeah. Ray Bristol could not get the ball over half court. And Ray might be the fastest, strongest, like, at the time, guard maybe in the country. Like, this dude was having. Yeah different type of, like, physicality. So when I saw that he couldn't get the ball over half court, I was like, oh, man, like, we in trouble. People don't know, when they, when they, when they slap that floor, oh. <laughs> at that time especially. Couldn't make no pass. Nobody was no, open. Like, was oh, real, bro. What I do? Yeah, it looked like it was like 10, 15 people on the court at one time. We just like. But that was fun, man. I was like, I think that was like one of our, like, I think that was probably like throughout my career. I think like our experience at UNCG, obviously, you know, we had some up and down moments, um, you know, especially when, you know, um, you know, Coach DeBent came, but um, the, just like the, just like the relationship that we was all able to build off the court and the moments that we had, man, I think that was just like, I think that was the most memorable thing for me. Yeah, man. I, like I said, I mean, we still, like, I still talk obviously to you, Duke, KO. I mean, I pretty much talk to everybody from the team that like, yeah. Bonus. I'll let you know, and it's been what? How long has that been? Thirteen years. Yeah, that's <laughs> thirteen years. So I mean, that's I'll let you know you actually had a bond with people. It seemed like just yesterday. Uh, literally, like, when was the last time you uh you been back to school? I think I went last summer. Last summer I went um check on Wes. You know, work out a little bit. Um, 
yeah, I mean, anytime I need to come in and get some shots, they always good about having somebody there to help rebound and like anything. Yeah. I mean, it's really, I mean, obviously you've seen how the upgrades have been. So it's crazy when you walk in there and they got a whole lounge, PlayStation, <laughs> like, locker room look crazy. Dang. And they play at the Coliseum. So yeah. when I went in there, I told them, I was like, yo, y'all, like, I was like, man, y'all don't understand like where, where y'all could. Where this program came from? I have no idea. No idea. We no could get idea. Duke court to get shots up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The gym. Like, they they got the keys to the gym that we got kicked out of. I'm like, yeah, damn. That's why I used to tell them. I, I used to tell them that uh, we used to uh, you remember we used to get the uh, the used socks and uh, oh, <laughs> tights and all that. Holes in the joints. They they don't came a long way, man. Yeah, man, it's it's good to, to see them progress. They've been pushing along, and uh, it's it's actually been a really good moment to be a UNCG alumni. Definitely, definitely. We get to uh, fast forward a little bit. We already talked about your professional career, but I mean, you've been uh, fortunate to play at the highest level of Europe. So let's uh, let's jump into you talking about uh, you know playing the Euro League. And uh, things, you know, first team you signed with in EuroLeague was, uh, you know, the famous Maccabi Tel Aviv. Yeah, um, yeah. When I signed in Maccabi, was actually I was trying to decide between Maccabi, Siena, and Milan. Okay. Those were like the only three teams I really wanted to consider. I had some other offers from like some other teams, but like those three like made the most sense. And um, you know, since I was coming from Italy, obviously I was, you know, really interested in Milan. Because I mean, obviously they had a, a lot of money and they had a nice city and everything, and they offered me most money. Uh, Siena was like second, offered me the second most money. Um, they had obviously, I think Bo was still there, had a good coach. Um, they played good basketball, um, so it seemed like that was a very good option too. But then you know, Maccabi, uh, they actually offered me—I don't know if I'm supposed to say this—they obviously offered me in the cup. Offered me like a three-year deal in the cup that I turned down, and I was just like, I mean, I'll just wait to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, guys, always bet on yourself, man. Don't. don't <laughs> facts, facts. So, yeah, at the end of the season, they were still there, um, and I, you know, I talked to Coach Black. You know, we talked a lot, you know, texting throughout the season, and um, yeah, I was like, man, like. If I'm going to really, you know, really make it in EuroLeague and, like, make a name for myself and make the most, you know, money, I need to go somewhere to a team like this with a coach that's going to let me be me. And he let me be me from day one. Like, he put the ball in my hands and let me, like, freely. I mean, he coached me for sure. Um, but he also, like, let me go. And that was probably the most important thing I could see for my career as well. Like he was probably the, the, the best on that level, the, the most most um willing guy to let me, you know, make mistakes, play through mistakes, uh, mm-hmm. take big shots, miss big shots. Like he would always still like push me to keep going. So uh, that first year in Maccabi was was great to be honest with you. I, I can't think of no negative moment. Um we won the cup, we had a pretty good Euroleagues uh year we um lost in the final we lost in the elite eight 
to Madrid. Um, we just didn't have enough. I mean, they was just a, a better team. Um, so that was, I mean, that was really exciting, man. I had a great year. Um, that year to me was just like, man, I'm, I'm ready for the next year. Um, and then the next year we signed um, Alex Ties, Tyrese. Um, we signed like a couple more players, man. And then it was like Joe Ingles. And at the, we started out kind of rough, man. Like, we don't, you know what's crazy though? Not to cut you off, but I think you know this, but I don't think I, I've never told this story before, but I was going to like, I was possibly going to sign with Maccabi. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, we I think we talked about it. I think after I was talking to, to Black um, on the phone, and I was right before I, I committed to Cheska, he was like, "Yo, give me an hour, and I'm gonna see what I can do." And I told you, I remember I called you. I was like, "Yo, Rick, yo, I think I, I think this may happen." I was like, "Yo, if they offer me, bro, be crazy. <laughs> I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go play with you." So, um, and then like you said, I mean, it end up they end up going a, di a different direction. But that would have been crazy, man. I mean, like you said, 2014. I mean, that's just that's what happened. Uh, you you made the best decision. Obviously. No, definitely, yeah. No, I mean, it all worked out. <laughs> it all worked out. But sure. I remember, that, I remember that moment. I was like, yo, that this would have been this would have been, been dope. We signed a couple um, good players, man, and then like we started out kind of slow. And I remember they was talking about firing Black. Like they were really like close to firing him. And I think like. The game that they was talking about firing him, like the, if we lost this game, we won that game, and then we won like twelve straight. So uh, his job was safe, man. And uh, we had a we finished. I say the second part of the year we was just incredible, and then we went into the playoffs. We matched up with Milan, and we knew like if we like we really felt good with that matchup. It was like man, we can get to the final four. So first game we knew we had to get that one. I think we it was got like, we got to break that game down because that game is – Yeah, that game was crazy. <laughs> that game was crazy. Y'all end up winning that game was uh, – I think I was down 13 or something like that. Down like 13. 13 or like a, I want to say was it like two minutes to go, something like that. Um, yeah, it was, it was down like 13, two minutes to go, and then like we just rallied, man. Like we got a couple steals. I remember I hit a three in the corner, and then Keith – he had a, a chance to, I think, win the game or something. And he missed, like, he made one and he missed the free throw. And we came down, Tyree scored, and then uh, we went into overtime. And then that was pretty much it. We, we you know, we, we won overtime. Um, I had a real good game that game. Tyrese had a good game. And we, we went up, we was up 1 0. And we knew it was like, after that game, we already knew, like, we're going to go to the Final Four. It's no way they can beat us at Maccabi. So, game two, we – I mean, I don't want to say we just kind of gave it to them, but we knew, like, okay, if they give it to us, you know, we obviously we're going to try to get it, but we just want to make sure we're ready for them two games at home. Right. So, um, it was a close game, game two. They ended up pulling out in the fourth quarter. Um, then we went back to Maccabi. Game three, we uh, nip and tuck. You know, they started out well. We ended up winning by like seven or eight. And then um, game four, you know, the game goes to the final four. I just remember us just coming out. It was just like a blur. Like we just stormed the court. We were just like everywhere. And like, it was crazy. Like we won by like 
I want to say like 20, 25 or something like that. But it was all, it was all in the uh, fourth quarter, if I remember. Like the the game was it was like a 20 to like four run, something crazy. <laughs> and then like, yeah, we was, you know, crazy. We went to Final Four. It was really like, a, that's my first time with crazy experience, you know, with the media, you know, everybody going to the hotel, all the interviews and stuff. It was crazy. It was fun though. Uh, and but it was I we had a matchup with Kyle, you know, we matched up with Cheska, you know, first game of the final. Still sick about that game. Or we definitely didn't want, <laughs> we definitely didn't want that matchup, but I mean, all right. So um that game was a tough game, man. I mean Kyle, you speak on this too. I felt like I mean, you guys were in control of the game for at least ninety seven percent of the game, like Bro, though, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we was up by, I think we was up by like 15, 16 points at like one point. And then uh, I remember correctly, Aaron Jackson got hurt. Yep, yep, yep. Aaron got hurt. And then after that, like, y'all guards, like, we, we couldn't do anything with y'all guards. Like, once Aaron got hey, hurt. So. Yeah, put Pargo in, right. Like, yeah. Yeah, like they, but we coach coach decided he well he wasn't messing with Pargo all year, so he didn't put Pargo in the game. And, and that yeah. there was probably something that could have definitely helped y'all because you just needed a physical body out there at that point. Exactly, bro. It was just like y'all y'all just basically put like y'all put our guards on the island, and it was between you, uh, Dev, Tyrese, like y'all just yeah. went crazy. It, it it was crazy because like literally, I remember like. I know I came down, hit a three in transition. And y'all caught a y'all caught a timeout. I think we was down like maybe eight, and then y'all came down like missed two shots. Then I think uh, David Blue, we did a handoff. He hit a three. Yeah, that uh, three. <laughs> yeah, he hit a three. No, I, I honestly think that shot was like the shot. Like I mean, obviously Tyrese's layup is like one of the greatest shots in your really history. But I think people forget like that the the David Blue shot. Because we was up by four, it was like 16 seconds. And that shot is like what basically like put you on position to win a game. And then we um obviously we, you know, y'all getting ready to pass the ball and bounce. The plan was actually to come and foul. Like we had to foul. So we come and get ready to foul. And then the ball just like it just comes out and we like <laughs> oh, like I started sprinting. Tyrese was sprinting, like everybody started sprinting. Someone outlawed the ball to Chris, I mean to Tyrese, and then Tyrese went, lay up, and that was the game. I was just like, oh my God. Like, that was, it, was, it was dope, man. It was dope. It was definitely, you know, bittersweet. I remember, like, bittersweet, but it was good because, you know what I'm saying, you got yours. I remember going to dinner that night, and <laughs> it, was, it was like, <laughs> oh. like you know, you. Can't be mad. It was like I was at a funeral. I was like, yo, man. <laughs> yeah. G over here me mugging me. I'm like, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm like, yo, I'm like, why is this guy even here? I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> oh man. Like, you got like, you got you got the permanent cheese face. You just I'm like <laughs> I mean at the time, you know, you really not thinking about it, but looking back, I'm like, damn, I probably should have went ate somewhere else. <laughs> It was dope that we all eat together, though. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was fam, and it was, it was the best. You know, being I know Mike can speak on this too. Seeing you know family playing one big game, and then you know just both of y'all seeing both of y'all at that level was 
you know, it was, it was, it was huge. So, yeah. yeah. That was a crazy game. Like, that right there let us know, like, after that game, it's like, man, we can definitely win this one. Because we considered y'all the best team, obviously, at the Final Four. Like, we knew that if we could get past y'all, like, we felt that we could beat anybody. So, we played Madrid. Like, we honestly felt before that game we was going to win. Obviously, it was a it was a really good game. We went to overtime. Um, never took Tyrese. Obviously, he hooped. I played well. Um, Dev played well. Ty, uh, Tyus, he was hooping. Um, it was just a real team effort, man. Like I will say, one thing about us is when we played in the Final Four, we really all played together. Like really, yeah, good I agree. I agree. Basketball, like. We bonded at the right like we meshed well at the right time. Yeah. Um, we didn't have Y'all no like, egos, nothing like Tyrese didn't even play like I would say <laughs> more than fifty percent of the season, yeah. like twenty minutes. So like yeah. for him to stick with it, and you know he never you could see he never you know showed that like it was getting to him. Like obviously he wanted to play, but he still was always putting in extra work, you know, to, ready for the opportunity. So. He, I mean, he, he was an instrumental part of how we um, got the title, but it just, you know, people don't really know that he didn't really play. I, forget, I forgot about that. I forgot, like, he, like, the first part of the season, like, he was kind of, like, in, like, I ain't going to say the doghouse, but, like, he wasn't, like, he just, he didn't really find his, like, his, his yeah, goal like, on the team yet. Yeah, like, he wasn't really getting the opportunity. Um, I think he had talked about, like, they had talked about maybe uh, moving him. So, yeah. like, <laughs> so, like, people don't understand, like, they talked about firing Black. They talked about letting go reach. Like, that whole season was just, like, destined to be how it happened, I think, man. You know, you can't talk about Maccabi without talking about the fans. Just talk about, you know, the support that they show. Because I know they were deep in Milan for that Final Four. I remember them in the streets. As you, as you saw, man, it was, like, seriously right. a, a home game for us, like. Anytime we played, it was always a home game, whether it was an Israeli game or yearly game. Like, most of the times, they always packed it. Like, whenever – I've never played on a team where literally when you come on the, the court, like, you get ready to jump ball, like, the court feels like it's bouncing. Like, they, they jump and, like, everybody's hype. They're giving you energy. Like, you have no, no choice but to come out there and give your best and um, – you know, play play for that jersey. So, I mean, for me, the fans of Maccabi were always – I was one thing I would definitely always remember. Even even still today, do, like, Maccabi fans come up to you? Um, yeah, yeah, it's crazy, yeah. man. Like, they remember that year so, like – I mean, obviously, when you win a title, it means so much to them. So, like, they remember – and I, I even see people, like, Israeli fans that, like, at, at our mall over here in Charlotte, that mm-hmm. they were, you know, some of, like, the middle stands of the mall where they sell, like – uh, deep sea, you know, all that yeah. stuff. And like, they'll come and talk to me, ask me how I'm doing. Uh, like, it's just crazy. It's them everywhere. Like, you be at the airport sometime, they'll come up to you. You be in like the Philadelphia airport, you be in Miami or something. They just pop up and say, hey, you know, so, I mean, it's really, it's, it's, it's really like a, a family organization over there. Uh, what was that championship uh, celebration like? Man, as soon as we like flew in, like not even at the airport, like land, like they're right there on the plane. Like literally, 
you walking down, coming off the plane, like there's literally a whole sea of Maccabi fans just sitting out there. So you can imagine, like when we're trying to get our bags and everything, like you like can't even get your bags. Like everybody just sitting there going crazy, celebrating. And like everybody, we were celebrating for like a whole couple of days. And I just remember when we got ready to start the Israeli playoffs, like we just like, man, we thought we was going to lose. <laughs> we thought we was going to lose, but like. You had not left. <laughs> yeah, we ended up struggling like the first game, but then we ended up pulling it off and then we like swept through. But uh, yeah, we did, I think we did, have, we lost one. No, we didn't lose. They did in the finals, they did that stupid rule where they have like, Two game final, mm-hmm. it's a point difference thing. So yeah. like we won, like, but other than that, man, that was a great year. I would have loved to stay, man, but you know, business is business. What what made that team so special? Like what made that like Maccabi team um so special? Like as far as like you know y'all bond, y'all like y'all chemistry, like because even still to the day, like today I see like you know like with Sean, like you and Sean like really close up the street, you and like Lance. Silv and you know you and Tyrese like you and Joe like what made y'all bond so like so special? Well, I mean we still all have a same our same chat from Maccabi. Really? Like, right. <laughs> y'all y'all still talking the same group chat from <laughs> Maccabi BFL Brothers for Life. Like we still have that same chat to this day. That's like, crazy. <laughs> me, Seal, Joe, Tyrese, Sean, and Dev. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so we still talk to this day, man. Like, we just all had, like, a crazy bond. I don't know how to explain it, man, but, like, we would literally go out to eat lunch, dinner all the time. I've never been on a team that did this as much as we did in Maccabi. Like, we would have team mm-hmm. dinner, like, maybe once a week. You know, five or six guys would go out to eat lunch, dinner. I mean, we would always just be around each other. That's so like, it was just, like, seriously, like, a real brotherhood. Like, even to this day, like, you know, when I was here waiting to get a job, I was, you know, a couple, you know, Joe came, me and him went out to eat dinner, mm-hmm. came to the game. You know, it was just like any time, like we, in the summertime, like I see Smitty, like Sean obviously lives down the street from me. Um, Seal, we talked to him a lot, even though he's, you know, he's playing in China. So everybody, I mean, Tyrese, we always talk, obviously me and him are close too. So it's like, we always, I mean, we always are in contact with each other. What about you and uh, you and Black? You guys, you guys still? I talked last time I talked to Black was probably about like, I say like six months ago. Mm-hmm. Just you know, I remember when he had that illness. Just you know, checking on him, you know, making sure he's okay, man. But you know, he's. I mean, he's still someone that I'll reach out to every now and then, man, just to check on him. Um, sometimes he'll shoot me a text too, but. Um, you know, he's definitely one of the coaches that I always keep in contact with. It's only a few, but I always keep in contact with certain coaches. Oh, this is a question I always have and always thought in my mind um, when I when I left Olympiacos because it kind of broke our team up. You know, what do you think? What 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 would have happened if uh, if you guys would have stayed together at Maccabi? As you said, business is business, but what do you think yeah. the type of future y'all would have together? Now, we always talk about this to this day, like, man, they should have kept us together. Like, out of all teams that you break up, like, you don't break up that team. But, I mean, we definitely – I mean, I know I can speak from everybody. I think that we would have been right there in the thick of it um, for the next couple of years. Let's say if we had, like, everybody back for another two years, 
I think we definitely would have had an opportunity because we was already close. Like when you have teams that have that type of chemistry that we had, mm -hmm. that I just think that's already an advantage for you. Like on the court, you know, you have Tyrese and Tyus that had, you know, a good, you know, communication on the court. Me and Tyus had a communication on the court. Then you had Blue who, you know, he was a knockdown shooter. Then you had Joe who could do a little bit of everything. Tyrese, then you had, um, we had Yo Gibb who was actually, you know, a backup, but he came in, played his role. Panini mm -hmm. out there, he, like everybody literally played their role, like to their best of their ability. I've never seen people accept the roles like they did uh, when I was in Maccabi. I want to know a little bit about the culture too, bro. Like living in Tel Aviv, being in Israel, like what was that like, you know? Well, you know, my son, he was born in Israel. And uh, my wife, she was with me in Israel. So like, it was probably like the closest place we could say to like being home. Mm -hmm. Like literally anything you wanted or you needed was, we could do walk right down the street to the beach. Um, we practiced one time a day. So you had time to kind of, you know, go do what you wanted to do. Um, the weather was unbelievable. I mean, it's always feels like springtime. They're like, literally, this is all you really need if you're going to Tel Aviv for the year, like a little jacket. And um, so that right there was always like great. Like, it's kind of like in Athens. I'm pretty sure like the weather was always, mm -hmm. yeah. like, just makes you in a better mood. Like you're always positive, it's, you know, just enjoying life. So I, I think that was like the first year where I didn't even think about going home. Really? I honestly, like, my two years in Maccabi, I never was like, man, I'm ready to go home. That's crazy. <laughs> the only, two, like, two years I never really thought about, like,